podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to the Coaching Youth Hoops Podcast. They're playing basketball. 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 Here's our hosts. Steve Collins. Steve Collins. And Bill Flitter. Bill Flitter. Welcome, coaches. We are, you know, we've never really interrupted our podcast very often. No, we haven't. We really haven't. We are right now. We are right now because this is super important. (laughs) Two two things. I'm going to do one. Coach Bill's going to do one. Um, First one is prices are increasing. On coaching youth hoops lots of reasons why um you know we want to keep the lights on and we want to give you better quality and and, and stuff um and you know we gave an introductory and we're and if you jump in now we'll never increase your prices if you jump in now but prices are going to be increasing substantially it's not going to be a three dollar increase um 50 60 percent increase um not going to quite double but it's going to be close so if you're thinking of joining coaching youth hoops looking for those practice plans, those handouts, everything. What'd you refer to it? Uh, coaching in a box. Coaching in a box. If you want that, go do it now. Don't wait. Um, Cause I'm, I'm not, we're not kidding. I'm going to next week. We'll, we'll tell you exactly when that's going to happen. And then what else? I'm really excited about the next thing, coach. What else do we have to share? Yeah, no, I, mean, I am too, coach. I think this is uh, perfect. So we're launching a, basically a preseason coaching uh, youth hoops masterclass. Um, so if you're feeling a little bit uh, overwhelmed with season planning, don't stress. We got you all figured out. So it's going to be five days, about 30-minute lessons each day. You're going to follow along in the videos. You'll have a few homework assignments to do just to keep you on task and on plan. Uh, but these are uh, these these courses are, are 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 there to help you plan for your season. Uh, and just get all of the all of that underway from practice planning to designing uh, uh, your your just your strategy, learning how to implement offense and defense in about three to four three to five practices. Everything you're going to need to uh, go into your season with a ton of confidence. And go sign up now. Uh, that's over at Coaching Youth Hoops Master class.com again coaching youth hoops masterclass.com and unlock your coaching confidence i know i'm super excited about it coach and it's like we're not taking every we're going to limit the number of coaches so if you're thinking of joining or thinking of, of jumping in do it now don't wait and i know some people are still maybe on summer vacation mode but um, go over and sign up right now and do not hesitate. So one more time Again, on that URL, Coach. That's uh, coachingyouthhoopsmasterclass.com. And one final thought. This is exactly what I wish I had when I started coaching, right? Step-by-step process from Steve and I. We're going to walk you through everything to lead with confidence. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coaching Youth Hoops. Before we get Oops. started, hey, how are you? Doing awesome. Before we get started, I'd like to give you a big shout out to our sponsors. First of all, co- obviously, coachingyouthhoops.com, the one stop shop for basketball. Co- it's a Swiss Army knife for youth basketball coaches. How about that, coach? I've never it's mentioned a Coach in a box, as, as someone yes. told me the other day, which I, uh, yeah, which I love. Coach in a box, everything you need. Yeah. 
Yeah, Super there's nice. an S, there's an we'll keep this G rated, but there's an SNL uh, thing about you know something in a box. <laughs> uh, and then what's the other? What's who? What's our other sponsor, Coach? The Basketball Play Creator. So if you go head over to the basketballplaycreator.com, I I discovered this by a Google search. I was looking for something simple. I didn't need anything complicated uh, to create plays um, and drills and everything. And this, uh, um, I found this tool and I absolutely fell in love with it because it's simple. Uh, it creates playbooks easily and I can share those playbooks with players um, it's everything you need. Just it, you know, I've seen a lot of on our Facebook group, even of coaches, you know, handwritten plays down. I'm like, go to the play basketballplaycreator.com and just put it all in there. Then it's then you have it forever, and then you can tweak it as you need it, and right. you can share it out with your players. So yeah, like yes, doesn't have to it's be no on a napkin anymore. Sorry, Marty, does not not be on a napkin anymore. Hello, coaches. Welcome to another episode of Coaching Youth Hoops. I am your host, Coach Bill Flitter. I, if you've been watching this podcast for a little bit, you will recognize uh, who we have on today. We have uh, Dr. Dave. I just thought about that. Dr. Dave. <laughs> Dr. Dave back again for another uh, another episode. On We're going to be talking about anxiety today and kids' sports. Uh, just right off the heels of uh, our last interview with Linda Flanagan from Take Back the Game, um, I thought it was appropriate to have uh, David back on uh, to really dive into how we can help parents and players with the anxiety they have over youth sports. So, David, welcome back. Uh, how how are you doing? How's your summer doing, been? It's doing all right. It's going by way too quickly, so I oh. wish I could stop the clock. But outside of that, you know, trying to enjoy these nice days. And when do when do your kids go back to school in Wisconsin? When do they start? Yeah, right after Labor Day. Oh, okay. Is so that a little, little time? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, out here in California, we uh, they start the middle of August. Interesting. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so it's coming up. My daughter's not very happy about that. Well, control what we can control. So. Uh, that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let's dive in. Uh, and why don't you do this? For, we, I'm sure we have some new listeners on board. Uh, just introduce yourself. What do you do? Um, your dad, we just found out your coach, basketball coach as well. So um, what do you do? Uh, what makes you the, the, uh, quote unquote expert today on, uh, on this particular subject? Absolutely. Well, thanks Bill. So, yeah, so I'm a psychologist by training. I, uh, I'm a peak performance coach at a place called the flow research collective. And, uh, we help people basically feel their best and perform their best by accessing flow states. So, um, uh, I, I want my ultimate goal is just to help people really enjoy the pursuit of what's possible in their lives. Uh, and I've been practicing that in several areas as a professor uh, at University of Wisconsin Green Bay, and then just as a coach for my daughters, and then as a executive leadership coach as well. So, um, so that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Well, thank you uh, for sharing with that. Sharing that. Uh, so let's dive into anxiety. Uh, why don't you give that? What's the clinical definition of, of anxiety? Absolutely. Well. Anxiety uh, can be either a thought, so something inside our head, or it can be yeah. a physical feeling as well. Mm -hmm. And for athletes, it can be pretty scary. So 
my goal um, is typically as a psychologist is to help kids and athletes understand those feelings and those mm-hmm. thoughts so they can still have fun while playing. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, anxiety is a crippler for a lot of people. And when we are able to teach people certain tactics and habits and reframing, we can have them understand that, you know, anxiety can just be a warning signal that something's coming up and then I have to respond differently. As a basketball coach, and again, as you know, we co- we talk to a lot of youth coaches, kind of K through kindergarten through eighth grade. What are some of the signs of anxiety? You know, small to big, right? Like you said, there's a range, I'm assuming, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, first, it's important as a coach to understand that oftentimes sports is um, the first taste that the young kids might have of real anxiety at times Mm -hmm. because they're out there under, you know, other people watching them. So kind of a fishbowl mentality. So whether it's that taking the game time free throw or they Mm -hmm. experience butterflies in their stomach at a level they haven't before, you know, we have to understand and kind of appreciate that, you know, we've been there, we've done that, but they haven't. But in terms of the specific symptoms, um, it causes fear, worry, anger. It shows up as some people, um, you know, kids may just say I'm extra tired or I have headaches mm. or stomach aches or they might not sleep as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, or we may notice that they, they just look a little more. Um, there's not a pep in their step or they they tend to retreat. Yeah. I had a, I had a situation the other day where. I sat, I was sitting with my team and we were just having a conversation prior to starting practice. And I don't even know how the subject came up, but I asked them about their, I said, I felt like you guys were holding back in the game. Um, And their response was, yeah, I think you're right. I think we were, and we were afraid of making a mistake. Right. And that triggered me like, oh, my gosh, what did you know, I was thinking, OK, I said, you know, so, OK, time out here. Let's, you know, let's talk. Let's talk about this, because, you know, I thought I was doing a really good job about mistakes are OK. I don't really care. You're you know, I always say you're going to miss. Right. We're all going to we're going to make a mistake. We make a bad call. I'm going to call the time out at the wrong wrong time. But they, what they explained to me was something different, which was they said, oh, it has nothing to do with you, coach. You're great when it comes to that. We know that we can make a mistake. It's more about me, the, the them themse- you know, themselves just not wanting to make a mistake. Um, the fans in the stands, uh, you know, variety of reasons. Another one had a, oh, my siblings are going to make fun of me if I miss a lay- you know, wide open layup, right? Um, and the last one was really, I don't want to let my teammates down. Uh, you know, so, you know, they said that, you know, so sometimes they played a little cautious in games, which then, you know, can spiral into making more mistakes and everything else. So yeah. I'm just curious, what would you do with information like that with your, with, if that was your daughter saying that to you? Yeah. Cause I know I'm not the only coach that experiences that with their kids. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a sign of the times. Uh, I think it's more amplified now. Mm. Social media, it's more amplified, you know, just with everything in our yeah. uh, technological age. So you know, the first thing I would tell uh, a kid is one, you know, make friends with your worry. Um, you know, mm. it's, it's just natural. You're a human, you're not a robot. So we're all going to worry yeah. about things. But worry has a purpose. 
and worry has benefits and worry can be good for you if used properly. So how do we use it properly? And I like to equate it as an early alert signal that, ah, for some reason, my brain is sensing that my flight or fight response may have to kick in. And what is it? Uh, So then it's like, all right, let me just calm myself. And I'm a big believer in calming the nervous system to calm the brain. And so often I'll tell people to, let's just take a deep breath and a long exhale. Mm-hmm. And when we our exhale is longer than our inhale, it tells the brain that we're okay, we're safe, mm-hmm. and I can handle this. If they're hyperventilating or taking short, longer, or, or you know, or, or more inhales, that's yeah. it's it's kicking on their uh, their sympathetic system, their nervous system. To uh, do I run? Do I fight? What do I do? So part of it is just all right. That's all right. We all have butterflies. Uh, it's my job as a psychologist to make those butterflies fly in formation. Right. And coaches, we have to do that as well. And that's one. The first thing I would tell, you know, any any uh, kid I'm coaching or my daughters is, yeah, worry is just a a part of life. Part of the game. Uh, And then they can start to play with it a little bit and they can label it. So labeling is important. Um, Give me an example of that. Yeah. So I just I had one girl who was we're going pretty, pretty fast. We're trying to simulate uh, um, game speed Mm -hmm. Uh, going through the three plays. We taught them fifth grade girls basketball and running. And she just wasn't getting it. She missed uh, the practice where we did the drills and um, she just lost it. She was in tears. And so uh, uh, she goes, I'm all right. I'm all right. I got this. I just have to sit down. Give me 20 seconds. I'm this monster. So she had worked with it. So she labeled it as her little monster. She, oh, wow. nodded, she wiped her tears away. She took some breaths. She grabbed a drink of water and she came right back out there. Oh, that's interesting. Nice. Yeah. So it's pretty mature, right? For a fifth grade girl to. Yeah. Which is important because if yeah. girls can learn this skill. That's right. Yeah. Uh, then anybody can. So that's the first tip. Uh, make, make worry or anxiety your friend. Okay. Uh, and then that also helps for our older high school students and college students where if they don't learn these to make anxiety and worry their friend, things can get out of hand, uh, uh, you know, and those can turn into more serious things, whether it's eating disorders or, you know, crippling things mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. starting early, tip number two, help them understand how to assess risk. So mm-hmm. you had uh, uh, given the example, well, my friends and my siblings might make fun of me if I miss, or I just feel the pressure that I can't screw up in front of my parents. Um, so let's assess that risk. Uh, so what does it mean? So, you know, so your brother, your boneheaded brother in the stands is going to make a joke or something about, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Air, airball Aaron. So what? You're going to live with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if we can have them uh, kind of say, you know, is, is this the worst that can happen or is it just mm. part of life? And then how can you kind of laugh with them if the worst does happen? Um, but don't dismiss their feelings. Have them assess the risk of those feelings or those thoughts. Uh, otherwise, they have to be in the driver's seat in terms of assessing the risk. We can kind of guide them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third thing I would say is um, reframing their thoughts. Okay. So let's say they miss uh, airball on a free throw. Yep. So the anxious uh, child would say, oh, I'm going to quit. I'm the worst ever. I'm the laughing stock. Yeah, let's reframe that. You're actually on the courts. They're sitting in the stands. You're out here doing it. Good for you. 
Um, instead of reframing it, what's wrong with me? Let's reframe it. Celebrate you for lacing up the sneakers, for getting out here, showing great, great teamwork, great hustle. So reframing uh, is a powerful tool that a lot of kids uh, uh, need training with, even adults do. But, uh, yeah. but, but reframing, I think, is a powerful way to do it. Um, and then uh, uh, a golden antidote to anxiety is the growth mindset. Yeah. So what can we as coaches do to promote the growth mindset? Uh, and if I had a nickel for every time I yelled yet after what a student said, I'd be rich on an island somewhere. So <laughs> I can't make that free throw yet. Yeah, yeah. I can't guard that person yet. Yeah. So how do we just reinforce it? And that three-letter word is one of the most powerful words we can use as a coach for that growth mindset. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good one. I, I My players know I don't allow the word can't in practice. Now, I don't know if that's good or bad or they, they may need counseling when they get a little bit older. Uh, but they they then always follow up with the yet statement. Oh, yeah, that's right. I can't do it yet. I'm working on it now. That's why I'm here, right? Some sort of phrase like that, right? Um, and I think this is really important because your mind doesn't know if you're, you know, your mind hears you and it's going to say, oh, yeah, that's right. You can't do that. So, you know, you're going to fail. Uh, so one of the things, you know, I've talked about this several times on the podcast, too, is, you know, I came up with this red dot framework and we physically put a red dot on in between your um, index finger and your thumb. And that I want them to get used to and they push it when, oh, I just messed up. OK, just push the red dot. Just do a reset. And that's what I want them to trigger. Like, cause it's quick. It's in a game situation. You're running, you don't got time to sit there and breathe, right? As much as I do, I would love to, you know, have them. Hey, can we take a breathe, a breath time out here real quick? Right. Um, uh, so anyway, yeah, we came up with our own little trigger, um, or reset. I had another player. She's a high school player of mine. You know what she does she, at, at the free throw line? She grounds herself by touching. The, she squats, so she squats and touches the bottom of her shoes, and in her mind, that grounds her. Like it just set, it just you know gets her ready to shoot the free throw. I'm like, oh okay, I like that. That's you know, at least you're doing something. No, that's great. Uh, yeah, we tried to teach athletes um, kind of micro routines or okay. habits. yeah, uh, and that's exactly what that is. So if you have three to five seconds at the free throw line before the, uh, the ref throws the ball to you. Uh, um, do a micro routine. Mm -hmm. uh, baseball players do it all the time. So if you see them staring off, uh, I can bet that seven out of 10 are staring at the top of the foul pole line uh, or, or pole, the foul pole out in the, yeah. the left field. Um, so th they're just fixating on the points. They're probably okay. visualizing success. They're probably working on their breath. And they, some may add on a mantra as well. And what that micro routine does is it shortens the space where anxiety can creep in. And so if you fill that space, mm. positive self-talk with visualization, perhaps there might not always yep. be time, but I'm a big fan of breath work. We, you know, we see yeah, all the time. professional athletes yeah. use it, just a quick breath. Um, those micro routines are a great way to help overcome anxiety because you're preoccupying your mind. You're reducing the space of free thoughts and let the the bad voice, the anxious voice come in. Uh, I had another athlete, professional athlete, actually. Um, she came to train um, at a camp that I was doing. And one of the things that she does 
you know, we always hear talk, 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 right? As a coach, where we say, you got to talk, right? Uh, she talks on, she talks herself on offense when she's about to take a shot. And she says, um, oh my gosh, what does she say? She, t- she talks about her feet. She goes, it's basically, you can come up with anything. You can go one, two. And that's how her feet touch the ground. She literally says that to herself, one, two. Because what it does is it allows her to take a quick breath before that shot, right? And it's real quick, right? Obviously, it has to because you're in a basketball game, you got to get the shot off quick. You know, this is a you know this is a person that had played you know at Division One level, um, so uh, yeah, I thought that was good. I heard another one on another podcast, and there's stu- and maybe you know this specifically. There's studies done on counting backwards: five, four, three, two, one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't looked that up yet on the on the studies of that. But have you heard of that one? Because yeah. that's micro one too, right? It's another one, real quick. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'll have athletes sometimes. I don't use this one all the time, uh, um, but I will tell athletes count backwards by seven, starting at 103. Go. A- and then it preoccupies their mind. Oh, so the five, four, three, two, one, I can do that without even thinking. So I try to add a little bit of cognitive complexity in there where they have to think, and it takes their mind off it. So part of it is. Uh, um, uh, giving your mind something to chase that's in a positive way so that it okay. doesn't go down the negative hole, the anxious ra- rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. And I think that's important for us coaches to talk about some of these micro routines with our kids, especially those ones where you know that they're feeling it, right? Mm-hmm. And you can see it. They're, you know, um, you know, I, I, all players go through it no matter how strong they look on the court, especially at the youth level, right? There's learning and, it's, you know, a lot going on on the court right mm-hmm. uh, so what you know the what can parents do and i'm and i'm also talking not only you know they're they are a contributing factor to the level of anxiety just having them sit in the stands and the, there's some obvious things the dad yelling you should have made that free throw right yelling out right uh, or um you know hey shoot 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 Right. That type of thing. Um, and all the way down to, you know, now it's the dreaded car ride home. Right. <laughs> what do we you know, uh, what what are some tools there? And then, of course, down to I wasn't at the game. Right. The athlete comes home. Tell me about the game. Mm-hmm. Right. But a lot of times, what do they do in basketball? How many points did you score? Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the right question to to ask, but that's my opinion. So I'd love to, for you to kind of dive into what can, what can parents do? Yeah. I guess first and foremost is just relax. Uh, um, uh, you know, we had our heyday. We, our kids to stop living vicariously through our kids. Uh, so obviously every parent wants the best, uh, for their child, but where I find a disconnect often, uh, in a couple areas, one is just different expectations. Uh, so as parents, we should level set that uh, a, 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 only a small percentage get to go on and play college and a micro percentage of that get to go play professional sports. Um, so look at a more balanced dashboard of what success looks like yeah. for your child in, in the sport. So is it uh, um, building grit? Is it building confidence? Is it uh, maintaining friendships that can last? Is it learning how to be coachable by a different adult that's not you? Um, is it learning to pick themselves up after failure 
and can they bounce back? Those are the lessons that matter the yeah. most. But it, it, we're just fo- parent, too many parents are, as you know, are just focused on instant feedback. And if things don't go the parents' way, then they get too vocal. Uh, some are just downright nasty. <laughs> uh, so that's what I would say to start there. So what's again? Hi, coaches. Interrupt you and be in your ear, but uh, make sure you go over. Remember, prices are going up very quickly um, before the end of the month, and you're going to want to make sure you join Coaching Youth Hoops right now before prices almost double. And what else, Coach? Hey, uh, September 13th, we are launching the Coaching Youth Hoops Masterclass. So go sign up over at Coaching Youth Hoops Masterclass.com. Uh, we're going to walk you through step by step. Uh, on season planning and you are going to be a confident coach going into this season yes so what's a game plan pre-game talk um so uh when i'm in the locker room or you know driving my daughters i say hey i'm gonna really enjoy watching you play today care less if you win or lose but you know what's your big goal for the day in Mm -hmm. this game Mm -hmm. i said i don't know well i think i want to work on not picking up my dribble so soon or I know last time you told me that I uh, don't pick my eyes up at all. So I'm going to try to find an open person. Um, all right, let's work on that. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, so it's it's calm and one little thing in the athlete's words. Then during the game, just sit down, shut up, and smile. That's the best advice I can give parents during the game. Just relax and soak this in because kids are going to be grown up and you're going to miss these moments. So just savor it in the moment. You're not the ref. You're not the coach. You're the parents. Just just love watching your kids play. Okay. And then what would I say? Post-game. So I got pre-game, during game, and post-game. Uh, so post-game, uh, the only thing that should come out of your mouth is this. I would really love watching you play. And then the second thing after you say that, some silence is, where do you want to get ice cream? I'm being a little little simple, (laughs) but I want to make it simple for parents, pre-game, during game, and post-game. And don't stray too far from those central tenets. Uh, There's a time for the the post-game watching videos. That's a coach's job. Uh, there's, There's a time for that. Focus on their effort and not the scoreboard. Mm hmm so asking the, well, let's go back to the goals because, you know, it, would you recommend steering away from, I want to score if the goal, you know, you ask the athlete, what's your goal for the game? They said, I want to score 10 points. You never want to say, oh, focus on something else, of course, but I'm assuming you kind of want to also redirect that a little bit, right? Yeah. That's yeah. a natural response. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, every athlete wants to score, so, yeah. you know, be the hero. But uh, a quick redirect is important. So uh, my, on the fly, I would say, um, well, what do you have to do to get those points? What little things do you have to do? Yeah. What adjustments might you make? Um, and, and then if they keep going down that path, well, then I want 12 rebounds. All right. So tell me about your footwork on the box out. Uh, tell me about how you're anticipating where the shot's going to go off the hoop. Um, you know, things like that and redirect an effort type things as much as you can. Effort. Okay. That's good. Uh, oh, and what is, what's good anxiety versus bad anxiety, you know, and I, as a coach, 
watching my players throughout four quarters in a game, right? Uh, what should I be, again, looking... Well, let's just start. I, you know, I think look, this maybe two separate questions. First off, what's good? What's normal? What's and there's always, uh, you know, there's the, always the extremes of anxiety, but there's also, you know, just a little above normal, or you know what I mean, level of anxiety. So, yeah. kind of walk well, to, to help us understand that. Sure. Well, if we kind of look at an upside down U. Okay. Curve, and it's called the yeah. Yerke Dotson uh, law um, uh, curve. And in a nutshell, if we're on the extremes, the kids are, are too low on physiological arousal. They just don't have their game face on. If they're too high, it's extreme anxiety. So what our job to do is have them find the middle at the top of the curve where anxiety is just right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of few butterflies, a little bit of nervousness, a little bit of excitement. Uh, where they can stretch themselves. Again, that's where the anxiety is uh, positive that you stress. They call it EU stress uh, um, versus the more the crippling side. Extreme anxiety is crippling. Uh, people have lower goals. They give up uh, quicker in the face of failure. They don't come up with different strategies and they perform worse. So extreme anxiety by all performance metrics is bad. Mm-hmm. But we have to get ourselves up. So coaches should do that and monitor it. I see too many coaches uh, playing at the extreme. So maybe they don't get the right physiological arousal or a game face on. And then yeah. some overdo it. <laughs> yeah. um, and yeah. so it's a constant shifting up and down. Uh, you know, you and I certainly remember the old uh, uh, stick shifts, right? They don't make yeah. too many anymore. But yeah, yeah. in terms of the anxiety and arousal, we have to shift up and we have to shift down perhaps throughout the game. And it's our job as coaches to kind of have the one, our, our hand on the shifter and the clutch, our foot on the clutch. And we have to make those adjustments sometimes up, sometimes down. It is not just pregame and halftime. Mm-hmm. And that's how we can get more real-time positive uh, and positive stress, uh, use stress in our, in our athletes, as opposed to it just compounding, 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 and builds up into something that's negative. You know, I've had a player who she would come into a game and airball her first three or four baskets. And it was just like clockwork. And, you know, you know, and I know how bad she felt about it, right? Mm-hmm. And I know what's going through her head at that point. And, you know, not, not once did I say, stop shooting or, hey, you know, make sure she doesn't get the, you know, never said that. It's, you know, one, she's got to shoot out of it, right? And I know what's going. She missed, airballs the first one, gets a chance for the second one, and all she's thinking about is, I airballed the last one, right? <laughs> and she airballs two, then it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, I just airballed the last. So it's this snowball effect yeah. until she hits her first one. Yeah. So what I always... I did, you know, what I would always say is, okay, start from the inside out, meaning go for a layup, right? Get your confidence, right? Then slowly back to, you know, where you can, you know, when you have that open three, take that open three. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. I lost you for a second. You there? Yes. Okay. There are my, uh, the groups are back on the screen again. Okay. Oh, so now I just lost the. Are you there? Can you I'm still me? here. Yes. Oh, perfect. Okay, thank you. Yeah. But anyway, that was the, um, you know, and it, it, so you know, you see that happen in the game. What you're saying is, 
you know, at the appropriate time. So she doesn't think you're taking her out because she just missed the shots, but pull her aside to say, Hey, come up with one of these micro routines for her. Or obviously before game time, know this is a pattern that she could do while she's in the game. Yeah. That would be the best solution for anyone. You kind of start seeing them build up this kind of anxiety, if you will. Yeah, it starts earlier than the game, obviously. It starts in practice. Yeah, right. So, so the muscle memory uh, has to be there. So how can we get those repetitions? So can you simulate this, the start of the game for this athlete as much mm. as possible? So pipe in some music, have uh, the teammates maybe double garter and everybody's excited. Uh, uh, make sure the lights are bright. Uh, <laughs> in practice, sometimes yeah. I may not turn them all on. Um, and try to simulate that and then reward the positive when she makes it in practice. Hey, great job. I like your footwork. I like the follow through you actually been through. Uh, so maybe it's uh, obviously it's mental and it might be yeah. physical as well. So maybe her elbow's not in. Maybe she's not bending the knees enough. That's right. Uh, whatever it is. So look at the mechanics as the coach, simulate game stuff, and then just have her rep, uh, uh, repeat so she can unlearn that habit both mentally and physically. And then repeti uh, repetition, repetition. So it's muscle memory. And then she might make two out of three uh, moving yeah. forward. But um, praising the efforts over the basket going in is key. Yeah. And then just practically, just make sure uh, uh, everybody's crashing the boards when she shoots right out of the gate. Right. I had the, um, uh, and I don't know if you, I think it's out right now. Uh, I had Graham Beckert from um, Sacramento Kings on. He is their performance coach. Okay? Oh, great. And one of the things that, you know, he mentioned is in the game of basketball, you have to, you have to mentally prepare to miss 50% of your shots. And that's kind of the myth, you know, what they use as it's more about the preparation of the miss and just like, okay, I missed a miss. It's just a miss. Right. So really going to what you're saying too is, hey, keep on shooting. Form looks great, right? If, of course, if there's no issue with the form, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then what I try to always say is, hey, the form looks great. Hey, just, you know, maybe uh, kick your hips forward a little bit on the release and next time. But hey, keep up, right? Try to spin it in a positive manner and reinforce that as the effort. Hey, yeah, great shot. You're wide open. I would have taken that one too, whatever it might be. It's, that's a great uh, uh, reference point. Absolutely. Uh, um, you know, even the greats, you know, if you're shooting 40 plus percent from the three point line, you're going to be making tens of millions of dollars a year. If you can't yeah. do anything else. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so part of it then is, uh, uh, you know, when we talk about people getting in a flow state where they're just kind of unconscious and in the zone and getting, you know, uh -huh. one of the key elements kind of relates to this. And it's this notion of uh, not being self-aware uh, and part of that self-aware is where anxiety, judgment, uh, um, being critical creeps in. So can we keep the fun in it? And even when you miss the expectation, yeah, everybody misses. If I hit one of three, you know, it's going to be awesome on average. So, <laughs> so keep shooting. So it's that expectation, but that's not built overnight. That reframing has to occur. It has to be part of the team culture. You have to practice it and reward it as much as possible. Um, so, yeah, that's a great tool. Yeah. Uh, and, and another one that we, uh, I think this, I'm forgetting the source where I got this one. I, maybe it was another podcast I was listening to. They were talking about the mental side of the game as well. And Bo Jackson and Bo Jackson's approach. And he said, Oh, 
Bo, I forget the the setup of this, but Bo Jackson said, "I never played a down of football. I never played a minute of football." And the, whoever he was talking to is like, "What? What do you mean? I never played?" He goes, "Yeah, Bo Jackson never played a down of football. His alter ego did. Who mm-hmm. what? And he had a name for his alter ego, right? Mm-hmm. You know. And he said, "Yo, that guy." That guy was the tough guy. That guy wanted to rip your head off. And he wanted, you know, he was the guy that was playing football. And then, you know, as soon as the game was over, Bo returned. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. You know, they, like you said, you're just kind of unconscious. You're different. You know, I, I don't know how you feel about that approach. Maybe yeah. it takes a while for an athlete to to get there. Yeah. Um, but can is that something you would recommend for kids to kind of be someone else so to speak i mean this changing persona putting your game face on um if it is in service of being in the moment losing mm-hmm. sense of self-awareness in particular with the, the fear etc then that could be a, um an effective tool for some athletes uh obviously you know professionals may take it to a, a right, exactly level especially yeah. in you know, high physical contact sports. Right. Um, so part of it too could be part of a visualization or imagery routine, mm. like imagining yourself doing this and visualizing yourself. And when we look outside ourselves, when we see ourselves bigger, faster, uh, you know, a sweeter stroke. Um, but you have to be careful to set boundaries as well to, you know, make sure it doesn't get out of hand. Uh, Cause a lot of these alter egos may, take on a, a tough guy persona as well. <laughs> so we do want people to, you know, be aware of the, 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 the realities of the game and sportsmanship as well. Right, so right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so it, it's a nice trick though, because I think it removes people from, uh, it puts greater distance between them and anxiety and judgment. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I'm going to use it as a coach. I'm going to call myself Steve Kerr when I coach. I love it. <laughs> it works for him, right? I mean, he's doing yeah, something. Good, so, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah. I already got Coach K persona, you know, taken. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, you know. The, so what I started doing, and maybe this will help other coaches too. And and again, I, as we we talked off air about a few things, and um, you know, I'm I'm testing because I think helping kids deal with the anxiety of sports uh, is it can be a strategic advantage um, for, you know, for performance. And what I, I started doing again, this was, um, this was really, uh, Graham brought this up and I stole it from him, which is we line up on the baseline our sideline and we do, I added breath work. He doesn't quite go to the extent. He's just focused on one point across um, so I start out with breath work. I do five, five, uh, five breaths. And then, um, on the last breath, I have the kids again, we're on the sideline, walk sideline to sideline and focus on a spot on the other side of the gym and then walk and then exhale once they reach the other side, sideline and walk back. And the reason I do that is, and you know, Graham calls it the, uh, where your feet are at. So why Wi-Fi because of Wi-Fi. Uh, so where your feet are at. And um it's getting them in the moment, in in the presence, getting ready to practice. Right. So we do that at practice. Then 
at the end of practice, what we do is visualization. So uh, I dim the lights in the gym. The, the the kids lie down on their backs, and then we you know take we breathe a little bit and then visualize. And of course, at first I got like I said, I got I got giggles and like oh you know, coach, why are we doing this? And you know, they they participated in some more so than others. And I was actually quite surprised. And like you know, I asked, hey, does any has anyone has anyone ever done this before? And I have this. Um, I, and I actually do it at my camps now and had um, a really competitive swimmer uh, raise her hand. She said, oh, yeah, I've been doing it since fifth grade. And I'm like, or fifth grade or since she was five. I, I don't know, okay. a little fuzzy. But anyway, she's been doing it a while. So that's how I kind of bookend, you know, uh, the idea of or introducing little things you can do to help athletes deal with anxiety. And teach them and hopefully you know they see the benefits so they do it before the big test that they have in school or you know they carry it through life yeah it's a great strategy so in the uh, uh the big dance uh marquette was playing i forget who uh mm-hmm. it might have been uconn i think they lost that game uh, um and oh, yeah, one, yeah. one of their two minute timeouts uh their coach just stepped aside yeah. and their sports psychologist performance coach stepped in and for two minutes, they did breathing exercises. Incredible. I've never seen yeah. that during a two-minute timeout. Yeah. The coach thought that it was more important for them to manage their state than it was to do strategy. Wow. Uh, so it's picking up steam. Uh, yeah. I, once people get over the gigglies, I try to relate as much as possible to why it's important. Um, you know, We have to, con- to, to control our state. The only way to do it is through the nervous system and the brain's part of that nervous system. And so we are just controlling it. And that is our competitive advantage. And, and but we'll kind of quickly, let's just kind of wrap this up. But and maybe we should have asked this. I should have asked this question in the beginning, but you're really being a good point, which is who cares why you and I never did this. You know, if I had you know, our football coach or our basketball coach say, hey, coach, let's do breathing exercise. He said, keep getting like flitter, you're an oxygen thief, get out. You know, um, why now and why is this becoming a thing and why are, you know, at the highest levels of sports hiring sports psychologists and uh, why now? Yeah, great question. Well, science is advancing and becoming more accessible to people. Uh, Mm -hmm. And really, people are realizing that to get our competitive advantage, we have to train the one thing that has been neglected the most and you know people can train uh, your body you can train the actual uh, strategy or your skills mm-hmm. in the game but training the mind is that third thing and that's a new frontier uh well newish you know, yeah. a lot of people have known this before so yeah. that's the competitive advantage we see it in the workplace we see it in sports um and it's just using the tools we have to use this body to the best we can so if we can teach uh, our kids to use this early on I think they'll be better off. It doesn't have to be some uh, 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 kind of new age hippie yoga type thing, but as as an important tool yeah. in the game of basketball. No, I, I appreciate that, and that totally that totally makes sense. And then I've really been describing that way to the kids. Like it, it is, you know, it is a, our strategic advantage, and you know, whatever it takes is as important as shooting layups. Right. And le- or learning how to shoot a layup. Right. Learning how to calm down. Because we all have anxiety. I, I always tell the, the, uh, the kids too, maybe just to calm them down a little bit is like every game. I don't care. I've probably said this to you the last time. If 
from coaching my third grade team to my high school team, I get butterflies in my stomach before every game because I think, oh, did I prepare enough? Did I teach them right? Uh, are we ready for this team's, you know, press? Right. And I'm like, I get nervous and get nervous. Like, oh my gosh, I hope they perform well and hope they perform as well as they did in practice this week. And, you know, you're, you as a coach too, your mind can go in crazy places. Absolutely. Yeah. And to that point, one small tip is what coaches yeah. can do at the beginning. Cause as athletes are coming from classes and changing it, the nervous system is getting fired up and they, chit chat with everybody and then that's an opportunity or that's a fertile ground for anxiety so it's an opportunity for coaches to put a little space and let them calm down i, I see so many coaches hey let's go let's go let's go pick up the ball get going and the kids mm. just don't have an opportunity to decompress whether it's five mm. minutes so i always say hey get a snack get some water anybody have good jokes and then we get going and then ah, when you're ready you're done snacking uh, go start shooting a little bit so i let them ease into it so that transition is important as a buffer to kind of down regulate some anxiety and get them primed to get in for practice no that's that's a good advice yeah i do something similar which is in at least in the summer uh because a little bit easier a little bit more flexible schedules is i have my team show up an hour before the game time uh, and i do that knowing that someone will show up a half an hour before the game time. Uh, I do that too. So I, I so they, they're not running in at the last minute, you know, getting their shoes on, you know, the game is about to start. And now they're like, you know, worried that they're, they were late. Right. And now they're, now they have that anxiety to deal with and then try to get in, get their game face on. So it's like, Hey, let's just meet early. And we talk. And, you know, I, I go over and I ask them if they have any questions of any last minute things you want to discuss or just, you know, want me to put on the board, draw out if you're like confused about something we worked on this week. And then it may, mainly it's really just we talk. They talk, we talk, um, you know, I just reinforce that mistakes are OK. They're going to happen. Don't worry about it. We have this next place speed mentality and just, you know. It eases them into the game. It's a great routine. Absolutely. Love it. Plus, it calms my anxiety that I know I'm going to at least have five people there uh, on time <laughs> for game stuff. Game time stuff. Yeah. Look for another kid that stands and say, hey, you need a jersey. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Coach. Uh, I appreciate your time. Once again, these uh, lessons have been so valuable to me and I know to other coaches as well. Um, and just a reminder to coaches, uh, David and I are working on a program uh, for you guys, uh, lessons and things, taking all of the stuff uh, and making it really just in a blueprint that you can take to your practices, to your games. So you have it right in front of you. And that'll be available at coaching, uh, coachingyouthhoops.com um, real soon. So we hope to have that ready and launched in the fall. It's good stuff. I've been using it, practicing it. Uh, in, in my lab uh, over the summer. So I appreciate you. Anything you want to add to that or any final thoughts before we send off? Yeah. And in, in terms of uh, anxiety, uh, uh, you know, what would you do if your kid was, if one of your players was just shooting with one hand behind their back, right? You would correct them on their form immediately. Mm -hmm. Anxiety, if kids anxious, it's like they're shooting with one hand tied behind their back. So mm -hmm. don't underestimate what you can't see. It's a powerful force both for the child's well-being and also for performance. So I just want to say uh, anxiety is an important element that all coaches need to be aware of. 
All right. With that, David, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. We'll see you. We're going to have you back on to talk uh, a couple more of these too. So yeah, what's, uh, what do we have on tap? Can we tease anything out right now? Do we have? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we can certainly talk about uh, confidence. We can talk about hey, communication, conflict resolution. Um, and I'm a big fan of emotional composure as well. How do we just keep it together? Oh, yeah. at times? Yeah, So uh, a lot of great topics we can discuss. All right. Well, we'll have you back on. I appreciate your time and we will see you soon. Wonderful. All right. Take care, Bill. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.